0: This pandemic has been hard on all of us. There's no doubt. Uh, some people have, you know, we've all dealt with something different. It's it's changed our lives. No matter who you are or how severely you've been impacted in one way or another, we have all been impacted. And uh, it's really no surprise to learn that more Albertans are reporting an increase in their use of cannabis and alcohol as they try to cope. Uh, Dr. Cheryl Curry is an epidemiologist and public health professor and researcher at the University of Lethbridge. And uh, she joins us now to talk a bit about what we're seeing and what it might mean going forward. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, th- I think it probably comes as no surprise. We're seeing an increase mm-hmm. in people using substances. Um, but mm-hmm. it's really interesting in the studies that you're talking about, the increased substance use is actually being linked to what we would classically call PTSD, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, what I did is I took the standard PTSD scale and adapted it for the pandemic. So, Rather than asking people, are you having nightmares, I asked, are you having nightmares about the pandemic? So all of the symptoms, I tied directly to um, COVID-19. And what I found is, uh, and what I did also is anyone who had a previous PTSD um, diagnosis was mm-hmm. was eliminated from the study. So these are all people who've never experienced PTSD for other reasons, and what I found was the more symptoms of PTSD, that startle response, feeling constantly on guard, having nightmares, having r- intrusive thoughts about COVID that you can't get out of your mind, um, was directly tied
0: to increases in cannabis and alcohol use. Okay, uh, let's take those apart for a second. First of all, with PTSD, um, you know, I, I know nothing about it, obviously, but for me, from my understanding, has always been it's sort of like a traumatic incident, you know, uh, an event that mm. happened, not an ongoing slow drip sort of thing like this pandemic has been. How does um, the pandemic contribute to PTSD? Have you had a chance to look into that? Like, what are you seeing in terms of what's causing, you know, the post-traumatic stress disorder?
1: That's such a good comment. So PTSD, people can develop symptoms from a physical altercation, mm-hmm. like being in a war, right. right? That is the most common. But the the sense that someone that you are being physically threatened, even if you aren't physically threatened. But the sense that you could be also can lead to symptoms of PTSD. And so what I found in my study is people who said, I really believe that in the next year I am going to contract this disease and have serious problems when I do. Okay. That's a feeling of physical threat. And people who said that in the study were, had much symptoms of PTSD.
0: Okay, so the stressor is not necessarily what, um, you know, restrictions or anything like that is having on their life. It's a fear of actually contracting COVID-19.
1: Well, it was two things. So I'm glad you asked that. So that was a big point. But what was unusual in this study is the second, the, and the, another really important group in this study. So across age groups, anyone who said, I am going to get this disease in the next year, they had very high Pandemic PTSD, they were really easily startled, nightmares, all of the things I said. But the second group were young adults. Um, It went from 18 to 34 were at risk, but especially the 18 to 24, 25-year-olds, they were reporting very high PTSD symptoms, but not necessarily because they feared COVID. Mm -hmm. But because COVID was having, the pandemic was having such impacts on their social and economic life. Okay. So the, that age group was the most likely to say they'd lost their job due to COVID.
0: Interesting. Okay. Now, the response for, um, well, too many people, unfortunately, has been to turn to substances to try and deal, mm-hmm. right? What were your findings around that?
1: Yeah. So one of the symptoms of PTSD is you're trying to stop the rumination. You have this, this, this broken record in your mind of whatever is upsetting you, and you can't get the the record to stop. And so when people have that symptom, we often see them turning to things like alcohol, drugs, over-exercising, anything, you know, all kinds of things, gambling, (laughs) to get this out of their mind. And in my study, um, that's what we saw with alcohol and cannabis, that those who said that broken record, the, the, the pandemic impacts on my life, that broken record is, I can't deal with it, and they were turning to the cannabis and alcohol to stop that that from playing. in If you're struggling to
0: lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, obviously, um, that's not the most uh, effective way of dealing with these kind of things. And I would imagine, you know, the fact that this has been an ongoing situation that's lasted well over a year now. When we're talking about some of these kind of behaviors, that's more than enough time to establish some pretty destructive habits, right?
1: Absolutely, you know cannabis um, there is such a thing as cannabis dependence. I know people don't often won 't challenge that, but it is true it, it tends to become a problem when we start to get to daily use with cannabis as soon as people cross into that daily chronic use of cannabis, we can start seeing pretty significant issues related to a psychological dependence but even a somewhat of a physical dependence on the substance and then alcohol it does take a while to become dependent on alcohol but Like you said, um, this pandemic's been going on for a long time now. Mm
0: -hmm. Also, you know, if you see that you're having problems, if people around you see that you're having problems, if you're developing destructive Mm -hmm. habits or things are getting out of control for you, typically there are ways to try and remedy that. And doing it quickly is important when we're talking about these sort of substances. A lot of the ways that we typically do that, though, are unavailable. Because of the pandemic, has Mm -hmm. that contributed to the fact that, you know, reaching out for help, going to a meeting, getting counseling, all the things that you typically would do have been in some way affected by the pandemic?
1: I think so. And that's why currently I'm leading studies, testing if getting um, video conference counseling. So I have psychotherapists working right now in groups working with people who are having these pandemic symptoms they are having the increased alcohol the increased drug use opioids as well i'm looking at um, in alberta all across alberta and 400 people now i've recruited and i'm we're giving them free psychotherapy in groups online and we're looking to see compared to those who don't get do that in my study some are randomized to get nothing in the study because we're seeing if it's effective To see if this can help, because if we could offer counseling to people through video conference in groups, that's cost-effective.
0: Sure. And the other issue, of course, is um, once the pandemic goes away, a lot of these behaviors that have been cemented will not. So we could see long-term impacts for a lot of people on this.
1: Yeah. So the good thing about PTSD symptoms is some people do, you know, even after very traumatic experiences, the PTSD symptoms can sometimes resolve. Some people move into what we call complex PTSD mm-hmm. where the symptoms don't resolve. But for many people, and I would say most, um, the PTSD, can, the symptoms can resolve themselves over a year, six months to a year. But the addiction problems, <laughs> um, once people yeah. start to have withdrawal, it's, uh, it, it can be, and there's a psychological connection. You, you learn to c- cope with life, um, through those substances and that's very that becomes a habit for people that's very hard to break and it's insidious yes. you know it's a glass of wine then it's two glasses yep. of wine at night then it's five and um, it creeps up on people
0: yeah, that's the thing. I mean, people always say, oh, it's a choice. No, it's not a choice. It, nobody wakes up mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to make this choice. But as you say, it's insidious. It, it creeps along, and the next thing you know, uh, you're in big, big trouble. Really fascinating work, uh, Doctor. I appreciate you chatting with us and giving us a little insight into to what's going on in Alberta this morning.
1: Thank you. Happy to chat with you today.
0: Thanks very much. That is Dr. Cheryl Curry, who is an epidemiologist uh, down in Lethbridge, taking a look at this